15. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. And notice you have to take it up. It doesn't grow on you. God doesn't fit it on you. You have to take it up. Now, Paul was writing to people who were Christians, just as much Christians as you and I. But he placed on them the responsibility to take up the armor. And if you look through the armor, we'll go through it very quickly. In verse 14, the girdle of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15, the shoes of the preparation of the gospel. Verse 16, the shield of faith. Verse 17, the helmet of salvation. The sword of the spirit. If you analyze that, you are completely protected from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, except for one area, which is the back. That's right. If you turn your back, there's no protection. It's important to remember. But that's not the full list. There are six items there, and in the Bible, usually when a thing is complete and it's good, it's seven. And the next one is perhaps as important as any of them. Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. I think it's Charles Wesley who talks about the weapon of all prayer. And really, all prayer is the weapon by which we can reach out into the heavenlies and attack Satan's kingdom at its base. The others are mainly weapons of self-protection. But all prayer is... If you like, it's our intercontinental ballistic missile. It can reach any target anywhere if we set the computer right. <coughs> the next thing we have to do is realize our need of God's supernatural power. And I want to say supernatural. Christianity is a religion of the supernatural. I once read through the book of Acts, examining it to see what would happen if I removed all reference to the manifestly supernatural. That's not just inward supernatural experiences, but things that are visible, that can be perceived by the senses. The book of Acts has 28 chapters. And at the end of that, I discovered not one chapter out of the 28 would be left intact if we eliminated the supernatural. And that's the only record we have in Scripture of how the church is intended to operate. We cannot operate effectively and accomplish the will of God solely by our own natural ability. We have to have the supernatural enabling of the Holy Spirit. And one main form of that enabling is the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We won't turn there, but let's look at just one statement of Paul, which I think is important. It really summarizes what I'm saying. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. It's not a matter of theology. Theology has its place. It's not a matter of argument. It's not a matter of intellectual proof. It's the demonstration of the supernatural power of God. I'd like to look at the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, just one, two chapters back. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. 
You remember what we said about Galatians chapter 3? What does witchcraft obscure in the church? Jesus Christ crucified. Paul said, that's all I'm going to be interested in. Jesus Christ crucified. I've, I was preaching just recently to a congregation which contained a large number of Jews in Jerusalem. And I pointed out to them that really the thing which is supremely esteemed amongst the Jewish people generally is knowledge. And here's a Jew who says, I determine not to know anything. <laughs> That's very unusual. Except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Why? Paul says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and much trembling. He wasn't an impressive speaker by any means. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit and of power. That was Paul's secret. Why did the Holy Spirit testify to his ministry with power? Because he focused on Jesus Christ crucified. You can bring all sorts of elegant sermons and theories and quote all sorts of doctors and people. The Holy Spirit is just bored. But when you begin to lift up Jesus crucified, he says, I'll bear testimony.